Hey, beautiful friend. So excited today to talk about a really, really important aspect of our health and fitness and experiencing more balance during the holiday season. And so we had a podcast episode where I covered 15 tips and hacks to help you stay fit, active, and healthy through the holidays and prioritize your fitness goals so you don't feel like the holidays have to derail you. But I also want you to be able to kind of dive into what's going on in your mind and in your heart during this time because I want you to be able to enjoy the holidays while not unintentionally sabotaging yourself and your well-being or your mental health or unnecessarily beating yourself up, which ultimately ends up stealing your presence and your joy and your peace in the moment that's meant to be shared with your loved ones and it's meant to be focused on the true meaning of the season. And so we're going to dive right in. Hey friend, welcome to Arm to the Heart. I'm Megan Gephardt. I believe life and motherhood is a gift. I believe each of us are born with a unique mission we're meant to fulfill. I believe babies and dreams can and do go together. I believe it is possible to pursue the dreams in our hearts and also be a great mom at the same time when we let God lead us. I believe it takes a village and a whole lot of grace and that military life and motherhood is so much better when we do it together. So let's put on the armor of God. Let's run this race set before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. Number one, the most important thing that you can do as far as your mindset goes is to get really clear on your why. The why behind exercise, the why behind your fitness. And for me, exercise is a huge mood booster. It's a big stress reliever. And so that's why it's worth sticking to a workout routine during the holiday season, even though things are going to be busier, a little bit off um, compared to usual. And I know for me, it helps me to just show up much more filled, like my cup is filled. I'm, you know, able to have much more peace, much more presence and patience with my kids. And I'm just a better version of me for my family and for the people who matter most in my life. And I have more physical energy to, to give them all the love that they deserve. And so that for me is one of the big reasons. It helps me to just feel good and to show up better, better as a mom, better as a wife, better as a friend, daughter, all the things. And so get clear on your why. What is your why? It's, it's probably, you want it to be much more than, you know, I want to make sure I don't gain a bunch of weight during the holiday season. And if you're feeling that pressure, you know, I, I just encourage you to get curious with yourself about why that is, what, what it might mean about where you might be placing your worth and your identity. And we're going to get into that too, but just a little bit of a primer there, you know, make sure you kind of dig into the layers of what your why is and ask yourself, why do I want to exercise? Why do I want to be fit? Why does that matter? Why does it matter? And keep asking yourself more and more because we want to move past the kind of surface level reasons and motivations because that's what's going to allow us to drive us and fuel us when it's hard to stay disciplined and it's it's we're just pulled in a lot of directions. It's going to help us prioritize what actually matters to us and to make the space and time for the things that are important. Okay, number two is to set goals and intentions. And with this here for mindset, set realistic expectations for yourself. The holiday season is meant to be enjoyed. And I just want to encourage you, you don't have to deprive yourself to in order to stay healthy or to stay on track. That's not what staying healthy means. That's not what staying on track means. And, and this rings true all the time, but especially in the holiday season. True health in our relationships with our with food, with our bodies, and with exercise is not about deprivation or about over-restriction or over-fixation on it or obsession with it. And I've fallen into, into those traps a lot, I would say, over the years, and especially in motherhood, in those seasons when I felt very insecure in my body postpartum. And so I just want to encourage you to set 
set intentions and goals that really serve you well and also understand like it's not going to look perfect in this season and of the holidays and that's okay and if your goals ultimately are to let's just say you're postpartum and you want to continue to lose your baby weight those are your longer term goals and we got to just look and what's realistic for us in this season so that we don't set ourselves up for failure. Maybe we really want to perform really well in the, the Army Combat Fitness Test or maybe we want to lose weight postpartum. Are we okay with maintenance during the season? Is that something that we can maybe aim for as more realistic or maybe it is realistic for us to continue to make progress? I don't know. I don't know what your situation is, but ask yourself, just be honest with yourself, what is what is realistic for me so that I am able to aim for something that makes sense and I can continue to see progress towards whatever those goals are. Let's just say for me, a good goal probably in like the height of the holiday season would be working out maybe three to four times a week and then maybe getting some fun creative movement in with the kids at the park or running around or taking walks or like things like that when it's busier. But maybe getting a gym session in or like a good workout session in with my actual weights and all of the equipment and stuff like that at home three to four days a week versus every single day versus five days a week, which would be my normal or whatever. So yeah, just think about what's realistic for you. Number three, remember that you can choose and you get to work out. You don't have to work out. So it's just kind of a mindset shift that we can make. Let go of whatever the shoulds are in your mind that keep you stuck in feelings of guilt and of shame. And it's an all or nothing mindset. I think oftentimes we, especially when we're kind of recovering perfectionists or we are high achievers, we're very easy to give up or procrastinate or say like, ah, screw it. If it's really hard to stay on track, but I just want to remind you something is better than nothing and moderation is better and healthier than overindulging or on the other end of the spectrum, restricting or obsessing about being healthy when everything around us is kind of not quite (laughs) fostering that. And so we can just end up in all these spirals of shame and guilt. And so just maintain that healthy mindset through your intentions and goals and, and you can work out, you can choose to but you don't have to have it in the back of your mind of like, oh, I should work out every day or I should be working out because I'm about to eat a big Thanksgiving meal. I should be working out the, the morning of because it's going to make up for all the calories I'm going to gain or, oh, I've got to do an extra hard workout, push my body extra hard the next morning because, right? And so those are all the shoulds that we can end up feeling in our minds. But I just want you to be in a place where you get to actively appreciate the holidays while being fully in control of your choices so that it's not being dictated to you by all the shoulds or also you're just kind of by default going through and making decisions without like a certain level of intentionality and self-control. Like you're choosing like, okay, do I want to have five cookies or do I want to have like one or two because I love those cookies and I want to save room for my favorite pie, you know, or whatever it is. We, I think oftentimes when we fall into that restriction, we end up overindulging because it's a survival mechanism when we our our mind like thinks we're starving ourselves and we're depriving when we deprive ourselves and so it's just easier and it will be simpler if you just allow yourself to experience the joy of the holidays and enjoy certain foods but then also just remember maybe like okay if you know you're going to have a lot more sweets later in the day focus on more nutrient dense meals to nourish your body and give it what it needs earlier on that day but not from a place of oh, I have to eat super strict this morning because I know I'm going to have sweets later. It's not about that. It's more of like, how can I help my body? (laughs) And because I know those foods, objectively speaking, they're not good or bad, moral or immoral, but they just are, are going to be higher in sugar and that's, or processed foods or whatever it is. And it's going to maybe give me a little bit more brain fog, or I'm just not going to feel as good later. And this is just going to help like prep my body for that more. That way we don't have to deny ourselves those things or feel guilty when we do 
eat them. You're happily, not guiltily making decisions and you don't have to judge yourself or feel like you need to burn off all those extra calories from the meals or the sweets that you eat. Number four is that I want you to think about the holidays as just one single day or a few days on the calendar. Not, not anything more than that. If we really do the math, we don't need to stress about the small percentage of these big meals that we might eat during the holidays. And so if you look at, you know, from mid-November, let's just say all the way through the beginning of January, that's about 45 days. And if we eat an average of three meals a day, that's 135 meals. And so having a few dinners over the course of that time or a few fancier brunches and more, more sweets or whatever it is, it's not going to derail your fitness if all the other meals are healthy and nutrient-dense. And so remember that. Remember one weekend off from your routine isn't going to derail you or set you back from reaching whatever big goals that you have. Consistency, progressively challenging yourself over time and establishing those solid habits to take care of your holistic health and fitness, that's what's going to matter most. It's not the all-or-nothing mindset, and it's not being perfect through all of this. So don't let it mean anything about you or your worth or your commitment Just keep in mind that habits and consistency are what's most important. And what we do 80% of the time is what is going to make the difference. And so if we eat and we train smart as our norm, we have a mature relationship with food in our bodies, there's always room for treats and celebration without derailing us from our goals. And that is what I think will really make a big difference for you. If you remember progress over perfection and you remember that that's, you know, a mature approach to fitness in all of life seasons, like that's what's going to make it sustainable and worthwhile. It's not depriving ourselves or trying to be perfect, sacrificing our ability to actually enjoy the holiday around eating and exercise just because of our goals. Number five, don't punish yourself with exercise. So what do I mean by this? Exercise should not be used to overcome or compensate for quote-unquote bad holiday behavior and it can be easy to get into the cycle this kind of unhealthy cycle of overcompensation to make up for missed workouts or make up for meals that might not be as nutritionally dense as we are used to but exercise doesn't have to be a form of punishment you don't have to work out extra hard to compensate for what you did or didn't do over the holidays to burn off all those extra calories you ate to make up for taking time off your routine or for how you enjoyed life with all the people that you love. Don't exercise because of what you ate or what you are going to eat. Don't let that be your main motivation. I encourage you to tap into your deeper, deeper why here. So, you know, let's exercise less out of pressure or punishment, less out of guilt or shame because we you know, maybe didn't do enough or less out of a fear of, of being behind or losing progress um, or, or less out of the pressure to make ourselves smaller or and more from a place of genuine love and care for our body as a way to celebrate all that it can do and to keep us strong. And, and you don't have to earn the right to eat sweets or to eat a big meal, to have a feast through extra hard workouts before or afterwards, my friend. In general, we don't have to exercise with the intention to burn off. We can exercise to build up instead. Let's really just take that honest look and, and ask ourselves, okay, am I in that place where I'm feeling some of these pressures and guilt or exercising out of a sense of obligation? And and how can I instead exercise from a place of freedom, of empowerment, and of really stewardship of my body and all that it can do? And I really do believe that freedom in our fitness and food includes room for healthy choices, for discipline, for perseverance, without being a slave to all of our urges, but it also allows for the enjoyment of those traditionally deemed less healthy foods, right, in moderation without the guilt and shame or over-restriction, without demonizing foods, and without overcompensating by how we think about and we treat our bodies. So, you know, if you end up eating more sweets than usual over a few days, over Thanksgiving, 
over Christmas, you don't have to let it mean anything about you or your worth. You don't have to beat yourself up and say, oh my gosh, I'm such a terrible person. I just, I failed. I'm such a failure. I can't believe I did that. Beat, beat yourself up. You know, you don't have to give it power over you. You don't have to let it imprison you or just be a big deal, you know, and you don't have to push yourself extra hard to get back on track. So let's exercise not because we should or because we have to, but because we get to, because we want to, because we can. That is, it's just something that is really hard. I know when that's our norm, when we're used to doing that, when we are feeling that pressure, both maybe internally, but also externally. And so I, I'm here to help you find the right, right amount of balance in your health and fitness and to get the nourishment and exercise you need to keep making whatever progress you want to in your goals, even with those unique challenges that come in the season. But I also want you to have the flexibility to enjoy the holiday foods and celebrations without stressing or obsessing over it. And I know firsthand how triggering the holidays can feel because of the tumultuous relationship with food in our bodies and exercise. And so I really encourage you, if this is something that you want to dive in more with and you want to experience more healing in, and more freedom in that I invite you to join me in my prepare him room retreat. This is really one of the big focus areas that we're going to cover. I'm going to give you practical steps, tips, and how you can ditch the guilt, the shame, the anxiety around the celebrations while still staying on track, even when your routines, your norms for eating and drinking and sleep and exercise and everything like that is shifting due to travel or so many holiday events. And you're going to be able to make a realistic action plan so you don't have to feel like you need to do this huge reset and this start over all over again in January. So we're going to cover how you can begin to let go of some of those rigid food rules that you might have in your mind or feel like you have to do so you can enjoy the holiday celebrations without feeling out of control, over restricting, and then overindulging or binge eating. So you deserve that freedom to actually try treasure the memories and moments with your family with a healthy balance physically and mentally and it is possible for you. I really encourage you come join us even if it's just if that is something that you want to dive into there will be space that I will create for you to be able to have the tools to make some progress in that area. All right number six is the best thing that you can do in the practically in the very moment that you're experiencing these things is the step-by-step process I'm going to give you right here. So first step is awareness. Notice, identify when this is happening. That's the first step. Not from a place of judgment of yourself, but from a place of curiosity. You can even just say to yourself in your mind, oh, that's interesting. That's so interesting what my brain is, is telling me right now. You can take that step back for a second here. Notice, identify what's going on. And so it's not, it's not having this hold over you, but without you even realizing it. So now, you know, that I've talked about this, I want you to notice and identify it. Then the second step is allow, allow the emotion at first, allow it so that you can process it. When we don't allow our emotions, they instead get buried and they don't go anywhere helpful. And so they're going to come out and going to end up binging more or overindulging more and then feeling more guilt and shame around it. But the more we can allow the emotion, it can be processed in a little bit more healthy manner. So allow it, And then I want you to evaluate it. Get curious. Where is it coming from? Get curious about it. Um, Just ask ask yourself some of those questions, you know, and and this is a time where you can be really honest. And then you can also ask yourself, is this true? Is this something that I want to keep experiencing or thinking? You can ask yourself, like, what is the fruit of this, this thought or this, what's the trajectory of this emotion? You know, when I'm experiencing this, does this lead me anywhere helpful or do I feel stuck when I'm here? Do I feel this causes me to either show up in the way that I don't want to or make choices that I don't want to and then stay in in a negative spiral? Where's the trajectory leading? And is that a place I want to stay? 
And if it's not, then the next step is going to be our action. So action can be everything from the reframe, the rewire of the thought patterns that are keeping us stuck. It could be reminding yourself of the truth if you're you're falling into some lies. And it could also mean getting support. It could mean running to the Lord. And I really think it's it's probably a combination of all of these things, but then it's also taking practical step and making a decision in the moment. And so that's what I really want you to focus on is that process of awareness, allowing evaluating, um, you know, getting curious about it, digging a little little bit deeper then taking action in some way. Okay. So when it, when it comes to health and fitness and finding more balance, I want you to have the flexibility to intentionally and mindfully eat the foods that you enjoy, but also be encouraged, encouraged to get the nutrition and nourishment that you need at the same time. And so it's much more practical, sustainable, and enjoyable to be able to have a little bit of more balance every single day so you can enjoy the celebrations and food and not obsess about what to eat, what not to eat, what diet you're going to go on to make up for all that, all that you did over the holidays. And so like, I really, really want you to be equipped with the tools to navigate this. So you will have plenty of time to both watch the training, to reflect on it, to apply it in your own life so you can put it into practice over the Christmas season. So that's what I invite you to do is join me over the next few days as we go into prepare him room in this retreat it is a virtual retreat you are able to do it in a self-paced manner no pressure to show up live the whole point is we are going to give you some more time and simplify things and take the things off your plate that are giving you an extra load you were never meant to carry and that god doesn't want you to carry all right number seven your body is beautiful and you are worthy of love right now i want you to remember that your worth is not in the number on the scale the size of your waist how quickly you lose your baby weight, how perfectly flat your stomach is, how you know well you stick to a perfect diet, whatever, whatever it is you're telling yourself makes you a better human being, makes you more worthy, makes you more valuable, whatever you are placing a lot of emphasis on in those senses and feeling very attached to, just let go of that. Your body is beautiful, it's worthy of love after eating a lot, after your stomach is bloated, after you gained a few pounds because you ate that in, in Turkey and everything else on your plate over Thanksgiving. So we all need reminders that we are beautiful, our bodies are beautiful, and that it, it doesn't change. It doesn't need to be fixed. It doesn't need, we don't need to be thinner for us to be worthy. And so exercise less because of how it makes your body look or in a rush to get back or to like get back on track if you feel like you fell off, but more because of how it makes you feel. So exercise less about how it makes you look and more about how it makes you feel. That's my challenge for you. Remember, there's so much more to you that matters beyond your body, your fitness, or your performance in any arena of your life. And that gets into number eight. Do not let fitness become an idol. And this is very similar, right, to placing our identity and our worth in it. But exercise is meant to be life-giving. Movement is meant to be this incredible gift that we get to choose how to integrate into our lives. And it's a way that, yes, we steward the gifts that God has given us in our bodies, but we get to let it ebb and flow so it can serve us and our families well through the different seasons of life. And sometimes we can develop this unhealthy, more extreme relationship with exercise or our bodies that we end up imprisoned by it, truly imprisoned by it. And that's when it's become an idol, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Your health and fitness is meant to serve you, but it's not meant to take away from your freedom. It's meant to give you more true freedom to love and to contribute. We can sense that it's becoming an idol when it's something that we feel like we are so deeply attached to that we can't stop thinking about it, that we can't stop feeling guilty about it, that we can't stop feeling like we're not quite measuring up in it, that 
so much of our lives is shaped around it. So it's one thing to take a lot of pride in our fitness, but it's another thing for it to descend into a form of an idol. And so just be just be very gentle with yourself here, but also very honest. And, and this is an invitation to just bring it to the Lord and to repent and renew your heart and ask him to guide you in a healthy and holy relationship with food, with exercise, with your body. Okay, number nine, this is this is like the next step for this. So I think it helps to focus on a bigger perspective, a bigger purpose of our health and fitness. So it's really intended to fuel our contribution. It's intended to be because of the strength, the resilience, the energy fitness brings. And, and that's what exercise is for. It's to honor our body in each of, you know, in this season, in the next, and over our lifetime. So it really is to fuel our contribution all that we do to love and to serve others, to give generously and sustainably to the people around us. It's so that we can be more equipped and empowered to make a gift of ourselves over and over again to other people. And that's where the true freedom and joy comes from in our fitness. So our health and fitness is not an end in and of itself. It's a means towards that greater end. And we were each born with this unique purpose and something meaningful to give to the world. And part of that is through our bodies. And so when we're healthy, we can give that more fully. We can live out our God-given call. We can honor him with all that we have and all that we do and and more importantly who we are and so it's meant to fill your cup and really allow you to do that but it's never going to be and it was never meant to fully fulfill us in and of itself you know our bodily health is something we were meant to steward over our lifetime our bodies are a temple of the holy spirit it's a gift god has given us and in what we do with our bodies how we honor and we take care of them for however long we have here on this earth and how we use them, it's a gift that we can give back to the Lord. So in my opinion, that's the bigger perspective of our health and fitness that can really help us to you know, continue to work on growing in our maturity in our relationship with it. Okay, number 10 is ease back in afterwards. So after you have maybe a few days off of celebrations, after some big meals, maybe for Thanksgiving or for the other aspects of the holiday that you celebrate, you don't have to push yourself extra hard. Remember what we were talking about when it comes to not punishing your body afterwards? So real talk to anyone else who finds themselves feeling this pressure the day after to push yourself extra hard to make up for it, right? Your body does not need to be run to the ground. It probably needs the opposite of that. So whether you took the weekend off or, you know, the week of Thanksgiving or Christmas off, whether you played hard, ate lots, worked out hard, whatever you did or didn't do, just listen to your body and honor what it actually tells you it needs. If it needs time to ease a little bit more gently back into your routine again after, then give yourself permission to respect that. If you're feeling good, you want to push yourself a little bit. If that's what is going to give you life, then do it. But I just encourage you, your your body probably doesn't need to be just run to the ground. So honor what it tells you it needs and truly respect that all right number 11 don't beat yourself up if you fall off track or if you feel like you fall off track or if you don't you know see the numbers on the scale that you want to if you see the numbers on the scale go up if you feel like okay my pants are fitting me a little bit tighter than maybe they were last week whatever it is for you it's okay and it's normal if your body changes through life seasons if your body changes over the holidays it's also okay your fitness is going to ebb and flow over time right but I just want you to to detach your identity from that a little bit more. And I think another thing that can help here is define your goals and intentions early on. We talked about that a bit, but defining that's going to help you have a better sense of what's on track for you, what that means for you. If we don't define on track, 
it's a recipe for an unhealthy definition of it subconsciously that we are constantly going to be comparing ourselves to without even necessarily realizing it and feeling like we're not measuring up against. And so it's going to drive that guilt and shame. So for aiming for a mature, sustainable approach to a lifetime of health and fitness and athleticism, of life-giving movement for lifelong ability to be confident in our bodies, then I just encourage you to give yourself permission to take that step back, to see the big picture, to know this is just a week or a month in in the whole span of your lifetime, you know. So keep the long game at the forefront of your mind. Celebrate all the little wins along the way. Measure the gain and not the gap when it comes to the ways you're taking care of your body, the ways that you're growing and you're healing in your relationship with food and exercise. Remember that no matter what, your body is good and beautiful. And so are you. So progress over perfection here. And When we have that clear why, when we have defined goals and intentions, when we know the reason why it's important to us to prioritize our health and fitness, but also to heal our relationship with food in our bodies. And I know for me, like I want to be an example for my kids, really. Then we we can define what progress looks like. And it doesn't have to look like a number on the scale. That's not what success has to look like. It doesn't have to look like being restrictive in how we eat or in working out every single day of the holiday. What is it for you? You don't have to fall into the trap of comparing yourself to perfection or unrealistic standards and always beating yourself up. And remember too that, you know, if you feel like you fell off track, the Lord's mercies are new each morning. They truly are. And so you just just pick up the next day. It's okay. And we don't have to wait until all conditions are perfect or until January 1st, you know, to get back into our usual routine or to focus on what our body needs, like water, like vegetables, like protein and regular physical activity. Instead of like focusing on cutting out the bad foods or habits, let's just focus on integrating some positive ones in. Even if we are being worse, I'm putting in air quotes because it's not that's not how I want you to look at it, but that's what your brain might be telling you. And so if you are not living up to your own standards, then let's focus on integrating positive habits in instead of depriving yourself. Okay, number 12, the last one. If you're feeling insecure about your body, be mindful of comparison and how that might be impacting you. And so if you're experiencing some self-consciousness, either in person or in photos on social media, Use that same framework that I gave you earlier of awareness, allowance, evaluating, and then taking action. And so I really believe that the antidotes to comparison, to feeling like we are always comparing ourselves to and kind of in competition with other people, especially other women, is curiosity, compassion, connection, collaboration, and celebration. So let me give you a little bit more of a sense of what I'm what I mean here. I think when we fall into comparison with others, it can amplify our insecurities because other people's, maybe it's beauty, maybe it's success, maybe it's something that we admire about them, we can feel like it, it's a threat to us or it, we make it mean something about us. And so when we're, we're looking to somebody else and we're comparing ourselves to others, we're automatically making it mean we are less than. It, we're making it mean something about our worth and our value. I encourage you to ask yourself, get curious about what's going on beneath the surface. If you're feeling insecure, if you're feeling self-consciousness, if you're falling into some comparison or feeling jealousy or envy or whatever it may be, we don't have to, to let other women threaten us in that sense. We can be inspired. We can ask ourselves, get curious and ask yourself, okay, what am I drawn to? What am I, what am I admiring about the other person? And then we can also allow that to be purified by the Lord. Sometimes we might be falling into vanity. We might be falling into a sort of unhealthy jealousy. We might be making an idol out of somebody else's body or somebody else's success. Glean the wisdom from that and inspiration from it. But then 
let go of the rest that doesn't serve you, that doesn't glorify God. And that that is a really hard thing, but I do think that those are the antidotes. Um, and so be compassionate with yourself, uh, give yourself more grace. And then I think another thing that can really help is if we're finding ourselves feeling triggered by by somebody in particular or somebody's success or somebody's positive habits or, or discipline or really anything, then another thing that could be really beautiful is actually connecting more deeply with that person because we're, we're personalizing, we're bringing more humanity into it. And I think that can be something that just really makes a big difference. And, and we can kind of take that person off the pedestal sometimes when we deeply connect with them because we're able to remember that everyone is fighting their own battles. And when somebody, we might be idolizing somebody's outward perfection, but then we realize nobody is perfect. And, you know, we don't have to strive for that. And that is okay. Everyone is fighting their own battles. So what somebody might look like everything is good on the outside and everything is beautiful, but then they're really struggling internally with different battles than you are, you know, and and that is all of us. That is the truth for all of us. And then collaboration can be really, really key and because everyone has different strengths. And so when we seek inspiration, when we seek connection with other people, when we draw wisdom from the people around us and inspiration from the people around us, and we, then we can collaborate and we can lean on one another's strengths and we can also be there for each other in one another's weaknesses. And the last thing is celebration. I think celebration is such an antidote also to comparison because we allow ourselves to honor the other person and see them in the context of their own story. Everybody is on a journey and nobody has arrived and nobody, none of us will arrive in this lifetime. Like we're all hopefully aiming for heaven, right? And and we're on this, this path and, and life, life is hard. Life is full of twists and turns and ups and downs and all different kinds of things. And so that's just what I encourage you just to be mindful of when it comes to comparison and then also be willing to set boundaries for yourself when it comes to social media. If you, if you feel like you're turning to it, but then Uh, in looking for it to satisfy some kind of a longing, but you're falling into a lot of comparison, it might just not be really healthy for you in this season to spend a lot of time there. You know, this is a journey I'm on. We're going to have a whole podcast episode about it because I think it's that important and it comes up a lot in my group coaching community, all of this. And so especially around the holidays, if you feel somewhat triggered or you're falling into a lot of self-consciousness, insecurities, comparison, you're kind of having the temptation to compare your behind the scenes to somebody else's highlight reel, or other people's highlight reel all the time, this is going to be very amplified during the holiday season. So just set those boundaries for yourself and protect your peace, my friend. Protect your ability to be present. Okay, so those were the deep dives into our mindset. I hope that served you well. Just, I encourage you as some final notes here, just to kind of tie it all up in a bow. Keep giving yourself grace and remember that an all or nothing mindset, that approach is not sustainable. At the end of the day, it's not going to be the most effective, healthy way to reach your goals, whatever they are. And I've come so far on this journey But the holidays can still be a very triggering time in our body image, our relationship with food and exercise. So I understand completely, and I'm with you if you're struggling in this, if you're having a hard time internally with any of these things. And so this is very much a reminder to those who who need it like I did and like I still do in many ways. And this is, I think, a very tough battle, especially through motherhood, as our relationship with food, our bodies, our identity, and fitness and everything changes a lot through pregnancy, through postpartum, and through the different stages of life. And so I pray that this empowers you to give yourself permission to exercise, not out of punishment, to make up for it, to burn off, to get thinner, to change, or to fix your body, or out of a sense of fear, obligation, or guilt, or all of these shoulds, but out of freedom, out of enjoyment, out of empowerment and strength. And that is being kind to ourselves, but it's also the strength, that inner strength. It's more than just the external. So exercise not because you should or because you have to, but because you can and you get to. And 
it makes you show up better. It makes you show up and contribute more to the people around you and it fills your cup. And so if this is, if this resonates, if this was helpful to you, I encourage you to take a second, take a quick second to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It takes 30 seconds to rate the show and to give it a really quick review. Let me know how it is impacting you. Share it with a friend so we can get this out for more to more women who need it too. You are strong. You are capable. You are resilient. You are beautiful. Keep being kind to yourself and to your body. And remember that no matter what, your worth is not on the line. Your worth is unconditional. So I believe in you. I believe in your ability to be kind to yourself this holiday season, this Thanksgiving. I believe in your ability to ease back into your routine, to remember your why, to continue to grow and to heal in awareness of your triggers and, and to heal these underlying narratives and beliefs about yourself, your body, food, fitness. So take one step at a time to move forward from wherever you are. Meet yourself there and continue to move towards where you want to go. Keep lifting the shame from this my friend it is it is so freeing and so so important and god is with you in all of this when we bring it to the light that's where it can be healed that's where jesus can move the most so i believe in you i believe in the work the lord is doing in your heart you've got this and i am with you i'm praying for you lifting you up and talk to you soon